Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey guys, my name is Justin, and welcome to Inverse. And whether you're watching on video or whether you're listening on podcast, we want to welcome each one of you. In the studio, we have Sebastian and uh, Jonathan on my right, your left, and we have Kelly on my left and your right. And directionally, we are all set. We're going to pray for the <laughs> Lord, and we're going to get into the book of Leviticus. Last week, we looked at uh, an introduction of, of Leviticus, and now we're actually going to get into Leviticus. So let's have a word of prayer. And Jonathan, can you pray for us? Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you so much for the opportunity to dive into this really awesome book of Leviticus. Mm -hmm. And we pray that your spirit will help us to uh, understand the ver various sacrifices and the implications and what it all means. Uh, please teach us um, and, and give us new insights, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, last week we did talk about um, the, the favorite Bible, Bible books that, that, uh, that, that we had. Uh, you guys were on last week, but Brax was. And then uh, they shared, like it was John, it was Genesis. So I'll ask you the, not the same question, but the opposite question, <laughs> just so that was, you know, inverse. Uh -huh. That's what, you did uh, there. what book is just like, that's <laughs> uh, just a hard Book. And it can't be Leviticus because that we're talking about Leviticus. Uh, but and I know it's a hard book. It's that's that's why we're taking looking at it. But what's one of those books that are like? You get that factor, Jonathan, and Braxwell. You, you get the um, privilege of this sharing is a hard the best. And, and, and the, I know it's the Bible. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, John was a resident scholar, and no. all books of the Bible are easy it, and accessible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I you usually can do next week. I, <laughs> I get kind of depressed when I read, you know, depressed. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, but it's it's depressing. The weeping prophet. Yeah. Is just mm. yeah. It's, it's like yeah. yeah. Cal. It for me, it's more sections of lots of books, and yeah. that's just all the genealogies. Yeah. Like I get it. They have kids. First Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or yeah. even just like, cause I'll be like, oh, I love Exodus. I'm like, no, I like the first, and also then. Just when they get the into really half. detail, yeah, the first half. Yeah. So it's it's that, and then to get into the details of like, oh, the sanctuary, very great, great. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I'm not building it. There's so many details. <laughs> Don't need can to we, know. Can yeah. we just skip to the practical and, application yeah. part? Yeah. <laughs> judges, the part. judges gets me mad. Really? Like, oh yeah, judges makes me mad. Too. Oh, they're so stupid. What are they doing? So stupid. So stupid. <laughs> yeah. But then I remember, oh, we're stupid too. We do yeah. stupid things too. So <laughs> yeah. I guess I can relate somehow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. about you, Brex? What's what's one of those? Um, I think it's the some of the minor prophets because you don't get a lot of context. Yeah, mm. you know, in the book of like when was this happening? You're trying to like tease out details. Yeah, and for me, I love the narratives because I get so much context of Abraham was here. This is where he went. Geography, culture. Yeah. Versus you read like you know Habakkuk, Nahum, Obadiah. You're mm -hmm. like. Yeah. So, like, where what? was this? Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is this nation problem with Edom? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's it's it feels like I have to do more background research to understand the book, mm -hmm. rather than like I like just dealing with the text and it's giving me information and mm -hmm. I'm just kind of mm -hmm. puzzle piecing it together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My my I'm just gonna send her article. It's Leviticus. It's um, no. Well, I mean, I I, I, I love Leviticus. Okay. I love Leviticus. I like I like the sanctuary. Like like the, the, oh, you like, the I like geeking out. I don't like. This is so bad. Uh oh, the Gospels. You gonna say Psalms? 
psalm. <laughs> really? You really? like your feelings? I don't like because, because so I get it. Like <laughs> get you, know, you read one psalm, it's like this is awesome. But then you keep reading the next psalm, and you're like, all right. So then and it's like you know, deliver me, O Lord, and praise O Lord, praise O Lord, praise O Lord, deliver me, O Lord. Okay, and then like next time you're like, please. I figure, I, I assume that there were, there's music attached to it. Yeah. And so the music would make it a little bit more, you know, you know. Enjoyable? Uh, <laughs> but it's just the lyrics and it's just kind of like, well, I, I just, it's hard to read through, I guess is what well, I'm Well, it was never meant to. Yeah. It was yeah. just supposed to be exactly. oh, a song today, like a song through, tomorrow. It's like reading through a hymnal. We don't really do that. Yeah. yeah. We'll read yeah. through a hymnal. Whereas I, like, feel, I feel like in Paul is like, he's yeah. trying to say something, or like right. at least with like like sanctuary, they're building something. <laughs> that's true. Whereas Psalms is, and, and maybe that's the distance that I have from my experience from David's, that there's that, that I'm not <laughs> him, but he's just like, you know, an ethereal. Like. <laughs> and I also feel like it's reflective of the fact that it's the most emotional book, mm. you know, in the Bible. And so I feel like it, it does speak to emotions in that way. Like mm. you're kind of deliver me, Lord. And then the next one is like, oh, your majesty, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like your feelings do kind of come and go that way based yeah. on the context and the situation. Yeah, yeah. So you're not emotional is what he's implying by that. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not emotional. I feel yeah. judged. You have um, a heart. You have a heart, Justin. I, I, I like Song of Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you got some love. We should do that in the next. Uh... So let's go to Leviticus 1. Let's go to Leviticus 1. We need, uh, we need to bring it back here. Let's go to uh, verse uh, 3 through 9. And Callie, if you can read um, Leviticus chapter 1, verse 3 through 9. And if you're out there watching, I mean, take out your Bibles. Like, read along with us. I know it's going to be on the screen, but, but, but um, especially when it comes to the book of Leviticus, like sure. getting into the text is, is a, just all the more the experience. Mm -hmm. Yep. If his offering is a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own free will at the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord. Then he shall put his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. He shall kill the bull before the Lord, and the priests, Aaron's sons, shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood all around on the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And he shall skin the burnt offering and cut it into its pieces. The sons of Aaron, the priest, shall put fire on the altar and lay the wood in order on the fire. Then the priests, Aaron's sons, shall lay the parts, the head, and the fat in order on the wood that is on the fire upon the altar. But he shall wash its entrails and its legs with water, and the priest shall burn all on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. uh, Braxton, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so, essentially, as the, the book of Leviticus kicks off, yep. Moses, through the instructions of God, is really presenting the series of offerings, right? And this is the first one that's mentioned, is the burnt offering. Yep. And this is an offering that is all-encompassing on so many different levels. And there's critical features to this offering of what it is able to accomplish that we may find in other offerings as well. And one of those things you see um, in verse 3 is, you know, he offers it of his own free will. You see in verse four that it's going to be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. Um, and we see that, you know, he sprinkles it and he he skins the burnt offering, cuts it into pieces. And there's this whole order to this yeah. process of 
and all of it is going to be consumed on the altar. It's complete. So let me just put, let me, uh, if we can just put it in, in further context. Yeah. So chapter one, uh, we're entering a section that's going to talk about a lot of, of uh, offering, uh, a lot of sacrifices. Mm -hmm. So some of the language is going to sound similar. Right. Right. They're all going to die. <laughs> um, the, anim the animals, they're all going to die. Yeah. Yes. Uh, people are offering. But then they're all, I think that the nuance is we're going to see how different they are from each other. Yes. Because if we just kind of skim over this and be like, oh, it's another sack, uh, next, then that is when it becomes boring, it becomes irrelevant, and we're like, all right, well, that's just not relevant to my life. But when right. we see how different they are, and that's what you're doing right now. You're looking at the nuances yep. and then see how, we, how they point to the, the larger meaning. And, and also you see in the text how the narration of the process is also being paired with physical activity with spiritual significance. Okay. You're going to offer this, and this will be offered on behalf of you for atonement. Mm -hmm. So there's this spiritual language of this is what's happening with your relationship with God because of this physical act that you just committed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so to me, you can see from the very first offering that we talked about last week, God is trying to blend them together, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and bring these things together, the physical act not degenerating into just an act but it has a significance of mm -hmm. why we're doing it this mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. You know, in the first, uh, um, if I can jump in on here, this, in the first couple of chapters of Leviticus, we're presented with like the five major uh, sacrifices that yeah. take place in the sanctuary system. Yep. And uh, these sacrifices, um, while there are similarities, there are differences, yep. they, all, they all have in common that, you know, they are for atonement, most of them for the atonement of the sinner, mm -hmm. uh, but they are also, um, uh, interestingly, differently, de depending on who is sacrificing. Mm. Okay, you, later on we'll see like, oh, you know, if you're a priest, then this and this is the is, is has to happen. Little different. Uh, you know, if you're if you're leader in the in the in the in the uh, amongst the people, you have to bring this kind of sacrifice, mm -hmm. signifying that you know, with your responsibility, also comes you know a, a certain a different perspective uh, when it comes to these the sacrifices. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but. While it might might sound oh it's just a repetition, it's not. There are differences. Yeah. There are very interesting differences yep. that we need to you know as we dive into this, uh, make sure that we we point those out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what categorizes this first one is like it's burnt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like all of it is burned up, except the skin. <laughs> yes. Except for the yeah. skin. Mm -hmm. What does that mean, Kelly? Burnt. <laughs> <laughs> Means it involves fire. It involves fire. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Well, it means it's all consumed, right? <laughs> it's all consumed. Yeah. Okay. So completely I mean, burned up. I mentioned your question. I usually dodge your question, so I was like, I'll answer that one. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's being completely consumed by the fire. So we have to understand that the sanctuary system, when you, when you came into the sanctuary, all right, you, or you came to the sanctuary, there was a, there was a you know, a partition wall, and then yeah. inside were all the priests and the Levites, they were doing the things. Um, and the first thing you see is the altar of for burnt offerings yeah. and had like four horns and it was like this, this square altar and um, there was always something burning on there, yeah. right? continually signifying, you know, of course, when we look at it from a New Testament perspective, signifying the, the continual, uh, well, actually from Old Testament perspective, the continual connection with God, the continual offer of salvation for His people. Um, so this burnt offering was, was, I think, of the five, Yes. The one that makes this one so different was that it was completely burnt yes. to ashes. Yes. Whereas the other one was partially cooked or, or, or divided or, or whatnot yep. and, and not just not ash ashified. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this one was completely ashified. And what yes. you're, just to provide more context, yeah, yeah, yeah. every morning and every evening were these 
burnt offerings that just meant just completely gone, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Why? Mm -hmm. I guess well, is where we get. Why was it just put on the fire, as Callie ex <laughs> explained, on fire and just so burnt? burnt. Mm -hmm. Like, why? Mm -hmm. Well, you you have um, two things, right? The first thing is that to remember that these offerings are are designed to be substitutionary, right? This is the sinners offering this on their behalf, right? Mm -hmm. When you when you look at that in in verse four. You know, he's putting his hand on the head of the burnt offering mm -hmm. and it yep. will be accepted on his behalf. Yep. So this thing is actually your substitute. Mm -hmm. So therefore, whatever's happening with this offering is is physically representing what's spiritually happening to the offerer. Mm -hmm. So as I offer this thing completely on the altar, I am physically communicating a spiritual reality mm -hmm. that I'm offering all myself to God. Right. Mm -hmm. This is a sort of devotion. Mm -hmm. So you have in this burnt offering, why does this all have to be burned up? Because there's nothing left mm -hmm. for me to eat. There's nothing left for me to share. There's nothing left to split. Everything is going to God. On that's the, true. There's no element on my end. I just have to offer it and then confess and then that's it. That's, mm -hmm. it, it the fire does what it does. Yes, yeah. it consumes it. Yeah, yeah. But then you have the, the flip side of that, which is the... The, the representation of Jesus as my substitutionary sacrifice. Yes. Like in this sense, it's just the physical animal, yes. but that's pointing to the greater reality of Jesus is my burnt offering. Yes. And therefore that when God gave Jesus, he gave all, right? And Jesus yeah. gave all. Mm -hmm. So therefore, as a sinner, I'm reflecting on through this offering, not only my forgiveness, but the total devotion. It's not just enough to say, God, forgive me for lying or for saying the wrong thing to my spouse, but coupled with my devotion, mm -hmm. my renewed desire and consecration to you, and then pointing that ultimately to Jesus mm -hmm. and saying that when Jesus came, that's exactly what he did as yeah. my substitute. Mm -hmm. the, the totality of this offering uh, speaks to us about, you know, Christ and his, and his ministry. And I think it's important to understand that God, you know, you, you think, or somebody who may not, you know, fully be aware of all the stories in the Bible and so on, might think, why does God why doesn't God just, okay, I forgive you, you know, mm -hmm. what's the point? Mm -hmm. uh, or why doesn't he just like, you know, send an angel or do something else? Or like snap his fingers and it's Right, gone. like yeah, why, why? why did this totality of complete sacrifice, complete offering, I mean, Jesus gave himself completely sure. to us, yeah. right? Uh, not just his death, his whole life yeah. that he lived amongst us. He's devoted to his creation. Yes. And he came, he lived, he served to to total, to yeah, totally, in, in, totally. <laughs> he totally served. And, and then he, he gave himself completely mm -hmm. in the sense that he gave up, you know, even his, his it, you know, he gave up his d desire to live forever, mm -hmm. to exist forever so that we could be saved. Mm -hmm. um, and that is something that, you know, makes you stop. Mm -hmm. So you think, wow, okay, if God does this, I mean, God is God, so he knows what he's doing. If he's doing this, then if this is what's necessary, mm -hmm. How much love is that? Mm -hmm. So while the implications of the sacrifice in its completeness might not have been fully understood by every Israelite at the time, they did understand that in order for them to receive atonement, um, atonement can only come through the total consumption of a substitutionary you know, individual. And yeah. I, I believe they understood that that would be you know, provided by God. You know, we, we, we see that in the story of Abraham. God provides the ram yes. that substitutes for Isaac. They understood that concept. The all, and yeah. I believe they also understood that God will provide, um, you know, through the Messiah. There's a level of 100% yes. being taught here. Yeah. 
uh, I think there's it's, it's for for me it's it's twofold. Mm -hmm. One, I don't know, just in my weird imagination, I just see like the you know back in the day the cartoons and something would explode and like the, the person just turns into ashes and I just that's what I think of. Yeah. Meaning there's 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 nothing left. The only thing left is just some black carbon that's mm -hmm. just not those useless carbon ashes. Mm. And two things, it shows you the power of sin. Yeah. That mm. um, that that is ultimately all of our, yeah. that's the end result of all of us, mm -hmm. should mm -hmm. sin have its, its way. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that Jesus came mm. and he took that route for us so that we don't become that, that, that yeah. way. Um, the second element is there's a whole like, man, I gotta, I gotta be 100% too for God. Mm. Yes. And that we can, in our, uh, in our humanity, in our legalism, we can say, yeah, well, let's just try to turn it up to 100. <laughs> we can't even do that ourselves. Mm. Yes. Uh, we need to ask God that through his complete devotion and atonement burntness for us, that Lord help me to be burnt for you. Mm -hmm. And yes. you know, there's, there's something uh, powerful about that, right? Being a hundred percenter, mm. you know, in a world of 50 percenters mm -hmm. in, the, in the recognition that we all really struggle in our relationship with Christ because of the things that we're not willing to add into that 100%. Mm -hmm. So we want to kind of move the, the goalpost of what 100% is. Mm -hmm. Well, 100% is this minus this. So I can give all of that, but you know, just take that out, but I'm still mm -hmm. giving 100% like Ananias and Sapphira. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing everything, but you're actually not. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the peace that comes with that and the complete um, confidence that you have when you know you have given all and you have fully surrendered and there is, mm. you're telling God like, it doesn't matter where you send me, it doesn't matter what you ask for from me, it doesn't matter what you call me to do, it doesn't matter the circumstances in which I'm living, I'm, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's very difficult to do on a day-to-day -day basis as the circumstances of life unfold. Like, and maybe that's why there was an offering, e evening, morning, and offering, right? I mean, that's just there, like just in case, like so. It's it's, a, it's <laughs> right. like continually you're you're, you're covered, mm -hmm. right? That yes. righteousness and is 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 that forgiveness is is always there. Kelly, can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. um, how do you <laughs> how does fire work? Um, so we're talking about like going all out, 100%, and, and and Jesus was burnt for us. So then we should be burnt for God, kind of like yeah. But there is also a level of being burned out. Mm -hmm. Uh, where do we find the balance of being like going 100% for God, mm -hmm. but but avoiding like being zero, like zeroed out for God, if, mm -hmm. if, if that makes sense in it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's a good question. Um, it's funny, I've actually been thinking about this completely independent of this study. Um, I think it's, is it Matthew 11, 28 through 30? Come mm -hmm. to me, all Come, you who, mm -hmm. yeah. Come to me, yeah. Um, yeah, and I will give you rest. Um, I think, you know, that to me, that is the verse that teaches us how to be a hundred for Jesus, hundred percent for Jesus without being burnt out. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Because that verse involves rest and it involves work, but it involves doing it with Jesus, not to prove anything to him or to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps or to mm -hmm. go the legalism route, to do mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, I find myself feeling burnt out on Jesus or on ministry or on whatever other synonym you want to use there when I can say I'm not 
coming unto Jesus and resting in Him or taking mm -hmm. His yoke. Mm -hmm. I'm taking somebody else's yoke. Mm -hmm. right. Maybe mm -hmm. I fashioned it myself. Maybe I'm taking it from somebody in my local church. Maybe, but it's not the yoke of Jesus. I'm doing things that Jesus has not asked me to do. Mm -hmm. um, and it can be for lots of different reasons. Like, and it can be for good sounding reasons. Mm -hmm. I just want to help lots of people. Mm -hmm. Like that sounds great. Mm -hmm. But did Jesus ask you to help those people? Mm -hmm. He did not. <laughs> I, I think the irony <laughs> is like sometimes when we bring the burnt offering to God mm -hmm. and then we, we like, and it's supposed to point to Jesus and then we bring it and we're like, by the way, here's me too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let me add to that. But it's like, it's already burnt. Like yeah. you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're covered. You're in the good. And we want to be like, but there's there's more there's more there's more mm -hmm. and right. and we don't see the value of that burnt offering and so yeah. we do that with Jesus like Jesus died for us but like but let me do something and then so we're not yeah. that, that rest is like we don't, we're not getting that rest yeah because yeah, like I have a hard time resting on Sabbath mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of it has to do with I just love productivity and I found but I usually just don't listen to those those thoughts but this past Sabbath I really sat with the Lord I'm like Jesus why am I struggling with this and it came down to I'm like I don't feel like I deserve this rest. Mm. I don't feel like I worked hard enough mm -hmm. to get this gift from Jesus. And I think we also feel the same way, I feel the same way uh, for sure about salvation, where it's like, I didn't work hard enough for this gift. And Jesus is like, yeah, like, I know, that's kind of the point, that's why gift. it's a gift. Yeah. But we... So it really comes down to, can I impose, like yeah. numbers, like value, it's, it's in terms of amounts, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, a big amount, I don't, not, not worthy of that amount. Yeah. yeah, I think. You're like, it's not, it's not equal, but I need to yeah. contribute something. Right. Come on, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we gravitate <laughs> towards equity. Like we yeah. want to equalize it. Mm -hmm. Why, Callie? Why yeah. do you, <laughs> we all do, we all do. Why, yeah, yeah. why is that? Why well, is that? I mean, I think there's lots of different reasons, but one of them is, I think we have a really hard time recognizing the love of Jesus. Mm and how it really is unconditional. Mm. And we're like, that just sounds like something you put on a pillow or something, like you cross-stitch the word unconditional. <laughs> That's not something we like. Like it's a un big pillow. Yeah, it's a long, it's it's a long really, word. Deep down, you have to make a decision <laughs> to believe that because yeah. at the core of who we are, um, at least, you know, in, in yeah, the, the core of, in our brokenness, mm -hmm. we we struggle with that because we, we, want, to, we want to mend, we want to, we want to fix this and uh, pride and all these things, they, they play a role in this. They, they make us think, like, I can do it, you know, I, I can do it, I, I got it together. We don't want to be vulnerable and show that, okay, I, I don't have the strength to actually do this. We don't want to acknowledge that naturally, but through the Holy Spirit and through time, He helps us to, to, to give ourselves to Him in response to His love, which if I can, were you done? Oh I, don't, <laughs> I have <laughs> a verse done? that I think okay. it's probably going to come up like 10 times in the next couple episodes. <laughs> but I go to Romans 12, 1. Romans. Romans the 12, verse 1. Side of the world. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> and so it says here. 12, verse 1 and 2, or just 2? Uh, we can just use this 1. Okay. Uh, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So, a couple things in this verse that I think um, go together with what we've been saying. Mm. In response to Jesus' and God's total uh, commitment to us and His total sacrifice and providing all these things, Paul says, you know, it says, I beseech you by the mercies of God. So because of God's mercy, because of everything He's done for you, all right, in response to that, He says what? Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. That means 
Total surrender, yes, mm -hmm. but not a dead one. Don't become ashes. You're, you're alive mm. in Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, That's right. As you, as you surrender to, to, right. to Him, um, you also accept His way of life. Mm -hmm. And you said you come to Him, you let your burden, leave your burdens with Him. Jesus is the life. He gives you life abundantly. Mm -hmm. So that's what Paul is saying. You live your life according to, with the joy of Christ in your heart, right? Living sacrifice, holy, that's interesting. Holy also is total, right? Like mm -hmm. the holiness we will see in Leviticus, like you cannot combine something unholy and holy. It is either holy or not holy. So this is also a total uh, surrender to Jesus, acceptable God, to God, which is your reasonable service. So this is reasonable, he says. This makes sense mm -hmm. in response to God's love, not for merit, because it's by the mercies of God, right? So there's no merit in your end. It's a response. You live a life of joy in Jesus, serving Him. And yeah, you got to check yourself so you don't burn out. Yes. Mm. Uh, but that um, that's the response we have to, to Christ's total commitment to and us. I, and I, I think the, the, the sacrifice is also indicative of that in the burnt offering is yeah. that the, the pagans had offerings similar, right? If you're offering your children, you're offering um, animals as well, and they were, they were burned up. But the reality was there was no atonement provided by that. Mm. And I think that's the difference is... It was a more of a symbol of, here's my commitment to you. That's exactly it's right. Burnt, so accept it. And that's what we're operating on. Well, right? it was, here's my commitment for, for merit for some kind of redemption. Right. Correct. Right, right, and that's right, where right. I think when you're, when you're bringing total, mm. but I'm able to rest in what you've done. Exactly. Right? I'm not doing this to earn this rest that you're giving me. I'm not doing this to keep this rest. Well, as long as you fall, you know, below 100, like I had a teacher used to always say, everybody starts with 100, right? It's whether you keep it throughout mm. the semester. So that's kind of how we come to God. It's like, well, you have 100. You just got forgiveness. You just got restored to God, as long as you keep it. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, all right, I got to work really hard the whole semester mm. to make sure mm. I don't lose it for the rest of my 30, 40, 50 years of life. And it's like, oh, you messed up. You crashed and burned. Well, oh, well, it's time to go back, start the class all over again. And I, I think we're, we're coming to Jesus with a similar experience mm. where it's like, no, I cannot be motivated by the atonement to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It have to be motivated by the atonement provided mm -hmm. to be doing what I'm doing. And that's where you recognize like, I'm not Atlas with the world on my shoulders. Right. I can step aside and let God be God. And that's ultimately what the yoking does, is that he's the strong ox, I'm the weak ox. So um, he's actually carrying the heavier side of the yoke. I'm just kind of walking with him in the process. And, and this was, a sorry, this was a nope. radical, this was a radical testimony to the world. When they were doing these sacrifices and people, you know, traveling around seeing what they're doing, the Israelites, this, there is no other religion in the world where God provides the atonement like this. Mm. And where you are, you're free, you know? Uh, mm. This was a powerful testimony. We might think of oh, weird sacrifices, blood, and all this stuff. This was teaching everyone who came in contact with them that the God of the Israelites is a God of love, grace, and mercy. Um, and we, we cannot underestimate the power of the testimony of the sac sacrificial system. As weird as it might sound to a modern day setting right, in the Western world, foreign to us, but back then, radically powerful, and it speaks even to today when you, when, you, when you see that. Well, I think the same level of inspiration occurs today where, where we see people who have go all out for something. Yeah. There's a level of inspiration. And maybe this is too superficial of a thing, but you know, you see people who, are, you know, just watch any YouTube video of some crazy person, they've given <laughs> up X, Y, or Z, you know, like, wow, they've done this, or like, yeah. there's that wow factor. And this is just a very tangible, uh, agricultural way of showing the wow factor, <laughs> yeah. like, hey, this animal gave its life 
really, in a certain way, for nothing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to show that level of like completion and and, and extreme the extremity of it mm -hmm. uh, is, is the lesson. Uh, hopefully, you've been inspired by the study, like not just not, not from our study of it, but like <laughs> the meaning behind it is is very extreme and it appeals to today's. Uh, YouTube saturated, and I include myself in that generation. We're not really wowed by anything and be wowed by the completion of Jesus' devotion for each one of us. My prayer is to be all the more devoted by God's grace for Jesus. Hopefully that's your prayer. We'll see you next week as we continue our study on the book of Leviticus on here on Inverse. God bless you guys. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is inverse.